Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. Yeah, Cole, I got your message about the $500 Del Taco sweepstakes, Dude, and I absolutely refuse. I refuse to be a part of this. You gotta help me out with that, dude. You know how many, you know how many, how many meals at Del Taco that can buy me? Five hundred dollars? Fifty. Fifty meals. Because <laughs> you probably gonna, spend ten dollars. Exactly. Maybe you probably spend more like twenty when you go to Del Taco. So that's actually I spend twenty. I spend exactly twenty-five dollars if I go to Del Taco. And it's absolutely worth it every single time. It it is that one meal? Yeah. Wow, Cole's a big that's boy. My, he needs his protein. That's my meal for the day. Like if I'm eating at Del Taco, I plan around that shit. Like you know, I intermittently fast until it's time for Del. That's Taco. fair. Yeah. Then you I won't have eat like for two days at a time if you can't get your Del Taco. Well, no, I, don't, gummies. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't get crazy like that. But yeah, no. So that's exactly twenty meals. That's exactly twenty. If I get that five hundred dollar gift card, so I need you. I really need you, Josh. Yes. Click on that. Send it to your aunties, whoever you know. Is Del Taco the go-to now that uh, Taco Bell's getting rid of all their fucking Taco potatoes? Sucks. And shit? They suck shit. Yeah, no, they suck. Um, Trash pieces of shit. Del Taco has Beyond Meat, so I can actually get like tacos and burritos and such. Yeah, Taco Bell literally like so their potatoes were a big draw. Um, but what's annoyed me now is that like their options for like really like vegans like for me right are okay you can get beans and their beans are trash or you can mm-hmm. get potatoes and or rice right and then they get rid of the potatoes and they're like well we still got beans and it's like but like I, am i really gonna go to to taco bell to buy i, it's like, I guess okay it's a dollar okay sure but i don't know well um, their spicy potato fucking um soft taco was yeah, incredible it was fantastic yeah yeah so Fuck them. And like getting like the you get like nachos without the cheese. Who's the CEO of Taco Bell? Uh, uh, like like the Chihuahua, I think. Oh, the Chihuahua. Yeah. So she could knock on the Chihuahua's house and be like, "Yeah, hello. Uh, excuse me, I have a gun." And uh, I'm getting some work. I thought the Dalai Lama was the CEO of Taco Bell. Mm-mm. I don't. I, I don't know if I've told you the dichotomy with Taco Bell. My my understanding of. Like specifically, food that the, will make you shit and food that will just make your tummy hurt a no, little bit. I've never had to. Well, I've had stomach issues after eating Taco Bell. That's usually because I drank a bunch of uh, alcohol with it. But um, the dichotomy of Taco, like their burritos, right? Is you either you go, you'll get one. It'll either be fine, like it'll be perfectly serviceable, or mm-hmm. it'll be a wet tube of shit. Oh, it's a regular old Panda Express. I see. Yeah, like you know, I'm a I'm a burrito connoisseur kind of, so I need a certain texture. I need it to like, you know, what I'm saying like I don't want to bite into it and have it diarrhea out the back of it, like hot shit all over me, which is what you'll get like half the time at Taco Bell. Yeah, so I just avoid that. I go to Del Taco, like get the epic burrito. How that far? Is, how far do you have to drive from your house to Del Taco? Well, there's one in Calhoun, so that's not actually that far at all. Okay. That's probably um, that's about the distance of like you know Cartersville from me. Yeah, it's um, like a day's hike, hike there, day's <laughs> hike back. Yeah, or a horse ride. Um, 
How uh, far on wagon will that? <laughs> when I go, when I it actually works out. When I go to my girlfriend's house, I go through Calhoun, so I just get it on the way there, which is what I'm doing tonight. So that'll be fun. Does your girlfriend eat uh, Taco Bell with you, or Del Taco? Usually, or Del Taco, not. yeah. She is more. Well, she's a lady, right? So she doesn't eat food. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that, that doesn't really work out. Like I've tried to, and she's like, yeah. Like a Panera vampire. bread just fills me up. She just like nibbles on it and then pukes it out. You know, not that's not like, a bulimic way. Not in a bulimic way. That's like uh, most women that I talk to who are like talk about Panera bread or whatever, and they're like, yeah, you know, like I, I love Panera bread, and it's like, of course you love Panera bread because you spend twelve dollars, you get like a fucking a finger sandwich. And you can like you can't finish it, but me like I go to Panera Bread and I have to stop through the fucking Burger King drive-through on the way home. Like, yeah, they they go to Panera <laughs> Bread and they're like, oh, can I get it to go box just immediately because they know they can't finish it all because it's such a like, hefty meal. Half a baguette. It's like yeah, I'm not eating <laughs> all this shit. Um, no, Panera is like, oh uh, well, it's Panera is one of those places that anytime I sh- I search like vegan food near me, it shows up and it always pisses me off because it's like. It's what do they have salad. vegan there? Like, yeah, salad. Just salad. Like, or why bread. the fuck would I pay salad money ever? I would never pay money for a salad. That's ridiculous. Have you ever had a salad from Zaxby's? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I, like, like, yeah, go to Zaxby's. If you buy a salad at Zaxby's, I know this is like an old 90s joke, like salad at McDonald's. What the fuck? I know that. But like, if you really go to like Zaxby's and buy a salad, like you're lying to yourself. You're 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 a liar and you're lying to yourself. Like, oh, I, I'll just get the salad because that way I can eat sixteen hundred calories in one sitting. But it's healthy. It's like, no, it's got fried chicken in it and like that, like that jizz they put on it. Like, it's going to be unhealthy regardless. I will admit, before I became vegan, I would get the salads. I would get like the the chicken Caesar salad, and that shit was the bomb. And I really really liked well, it. And Josh, that, was, that would fill me up. Well, Josh, you're 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 half you're half female. <laughs> I don't know. True. <laughs> I'm uh You've got a female stomach, yeah. Yeah, because normally uh when you know a child is born with both sexes of both sexes, you know, we call them halfies where I come from. Um, right, yeah. Uh <laughs> South Boston. I was I was <laughs> I was a little bit different where I had the genitals of a male, but the stomach, the stomach of a old. Of a tiny, tiny, small Asian woman. Yeah. So you, you got the worst of both worlds, then. Because I'm lactose intolerant and I'm allergic to gluten, so get the worst genitals you know. and the worst stuff. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of genitals, hmm. um, yeah, speaking of anything, anything happening in, in the in the news lately, Matt? Uh, the Oscars have recently announced that they have new uh, inclusion guidelines for starting, I think, 2022. So they're going to start implementing them 2021, 2022. It's a, it's a couple-year plan to, yeah. uh, to start. Plan. Yeah, a five-year plan to include uh, more inclusion within the Oscars so that you have to, if you nominated for Best Picture, you have to meet uh, certain guidelines as laid out by the Academy of Arts and Sciences. So, uh, Matt, question. Do these new guidelines say, like, oh, you need to cast uh, 75% Italian-American actors? No, Josh, they are are not not good guidelines, I guess. Oh, these are bad. 
Oh, making yeah. movies worse. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, we were talking before the pod, me and Josh, about it. Um, and I know, like, everyone knows that the Oscars are bullshit. No one actually likes the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, why Theory had a great episode of talking about how the Oscars being bullshit are exactly why they're important. So, like, it, you, you know, if something wins Best Picture, typically you can kind of, like, write it off as, like, not artistically important he said they talk, they typically will pick movies that are culturally important but not artistically important at the time so that's okay. why oscars like best picture oscars typically age pretty poorly uh, that, that, that that is a good point like uh look at i mean probably the 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 best best example i can think of is crash which mm-hmm. came out in 2006 and it's a very 2006 movie with a with that sort of mindset on like race like like that's like Green Book too, I think is one of those things that will will age like milk, just mm-hmm. because. It, but it, it it which is weird because it's like Green Book is like Crash, like mm-hmm. it's like like these two movies that it should have been made in two thousand six. It's it's yeah, already outdated yeah, when yeah, it came out. But, yeah, but it's weird because well, we just cycle through the same sort of cultural moment, so it just came back around to that same moment, right? Uh, anyway. I can't wait till we get a best picture this year about by erasure. That's what I'm really rooting for, for best picture. Yeah. So, so the inclusion things are like, you have to have, you have to have, select. It's like, there's four categories, right? There's four things that you can include. I don't remember the other two. Cause I just read the first two and it was like actually kind of upsetting, but it was like, you have to either the movie has to have been made by a person who isn't a uh, white male or the movie has to oh there's I remember the first three actually so it has to include two of these it's got to have a story that is not about being white or male right and the act the lead actors have to like it's got to be like I think it's thirty percent of it's thirty percent of the secondary actors have to be of a um, disenfranchised class or, or you know race or whatever category insert category here um, and then one or more of the lead actors have to be of that. And that, so you have to meet, and there's one other, I don't remember the actual other one, but then you have to meet two of these standards to be nominated for best picture, which is so fucking stupid in my opinion. I, I just hope that they require all movies to be filmed in the Guangzhou province of China or, <laughs> or some sort of province where there's Muslims being shipped off in rail cars. Oh, what's the one? The, Mulan. I'm referencing Mulan. Definitely. Yeah, referencing Mulan. Mulan. Yeah, which is like people were complaining about that. It's like, have you like thought about how it's like kind of weird that they shot this multi like this massive project which it is for for disney remaking the lawn in a province that is like supposed to have a genocide going on like that's the that's the sort of rhetoric being used is that they're being genocided there and it's like they filmed this massive movie like for all like the the obfuscation the nazis did around the concentration camps like they didn't let anyone film a movie there like (laughs) you know what i'm saying like you know if they had people in it was to do a five minute tour where all the 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 sh- like the 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 least starving inmates would come out and be like, it's great. No, we play like kickball, and it was like they're kicking a deflated ball around, and the journalist like, good good enough for me. They're cool. Um, ha- do you guys have Disney Plus? No, no. Okay, because I was gonna say it'd be interesting to watch it. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews about Mulan. I 
I doubt it'll be nominated for Best Picture. What I have heard is a lot of backlash and people from both yeah. sides criticizing it for very different reasons. Um, also, uh, I believe in the movie, it's not a musical like the original. Yeah, it's not fun. Mulan has magical powers that right. she didn't have in the first one. And she's not just some girl from a random rural town in China. She's like, uh, I guess, I don't know, tied to wealth or something. She's like Ray. She's yeah, like, she's like Ray. Um, which not saying, also like, like I'm just thinking Disney star Wars with that connection. Like, it's just literally like, she's not, yeah. Like you said, like, you know, Milan, the movie, which is still a Disney movie. So it's like got child morals, but even still in there, it's like, well, she, you know, just is not, she's not special. And like, she's born like with magic in her blood. Like she doesn't have the elder blood in her veins. It's just like, she saw like she was worried for her father and just took it upon herself to do something about it, you know? And that's what makes her like story special is that she does that. Not that, Oh, I'm literally born into this. Like from the moment I exited my mother's pussy, I'm special and magical and cool. Do you remember? It's so weird. Like watching, uh, the Incredibles now. One or two. Uh, one. Well, I mean, both of them because they're both like super fascist. Like the Incredibles message is literally just like you have to not. The problem is society hates us for being the best and special. Yeah. And then the 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 message of the story is like a guy who is a villain because he wants to make every. He's like when nobody when everybody's special, no one is. He wants to like make like equality. Yeah, you're like you can't be. No one can be equals to us. You fucking asshole! And they <laughs> no, like, really, yeah. They yeah. beat his nerd ass. I've actually never thought about that. Yeah, well, it's so and it's crazy because like the 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 ending is like you need to be who you are, um, and, and like you if you're born with special powers, like you're just better than everybody, yeah. which is like you know when when they say at first they're like oh dash you can't go compete in track and field because you're like you'll destroy everybody who doesn't have superpowers you are literally physically like 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 well no one there's no possibility anyone can come close to beating you so there's no point to the competition then yeah and then later on it's like oh actually we we realize the errors of our way like if you're special if you're born special you should like embrace that because you're better than everybody <laughs> so so, yeah. so okay. So Disney again. Disney doesn't have the best track record. It's like uh, that movie Sky High. I think that I watched this video about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the like most of the time. Right yeah, most of the time, like those videos are f- so fucking stupid because it's like a kids' movie or whatever. But like, yeah. w- when they actually again, like The Incredibles and Sky High are pretty big examples. Like, they're not just like superhero films. They're films that are directly fascistic in their messaging like paul and word hoven could have could have made them yeah <laughs> i'm surprised he hasn't tackled like that subject question like, is he alive i haven't heard anything he's about alive. him. he just doesn't okay. make hollywood movies anymore because he went back to to Europe. to uh clogging land right yeah uh yeah i think yeah he's dutch no, yeah, that's, i think he's, that, that, that yeah. tracks yeah yeah, no, he just doesn't make any like. I think after Showgirls, it was like he was like, well, clearly no one has any fucking idea what I'm going for for over here because we're all brain dead. So he just went back. So my my last point on on Mulan is so not only is it bad enough that Disney is you know filming 
in a known during a known genocide in that country. But, you know, one of the least represented groups in Hollywood is Asians just in general Mm -hmm. um, and their voice and their story. And what's incredible is, yes, you have Asians on screen, Mm -hmm. but almost everybody behind camera or involved with the film is white. And so there's actually like mistranslations of Chinese characters and words into the movie. And it's just incredible because this is just what Disney is now. It is a a facade of diversity backed on literal blood and, you know, taking a like letting white people tell an Asian story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it like Asian like you were saying, Asian representation in Hollywood or whatever. It's it's that one. Like, oh, hello, I'm an Asian. Yeah, Asian, like that's, Asian that's representation Hollywood. is so Asian. so tricky in Hollywood because like you have you have the kung fu movies where like Asian guys are good at kung fu, right? And that's like the only role reserved for them. Or when you try to create like a film that's like I guess Asian inclusive or whatever, it's just like so it so misses the mark. Like. um uh, fucking crazy rich Asians or whatever, which is God. About, don't like, even get me started. How on opulence that movie. is fine. Like it, it's Being fine. Rich is badass. That would, like that movie would qualify under these circumstances, and it's like, like there's no like analysis of like it really is pure represent like representation. It's, it's pure politics like that, like pure idpol in that sense. Like it's pure. It's pure liberalism. Yeah. It's pure neoliberalism too, because like the whole thing is that she's like a self-made, um, which is hilarious. Like the, the anyway, she's a self-made like uh, immigrant child of immigrants who comes over to the U.S. and like becomes this economics professor who like plays poker during class or whatever. Um, she's a cool professor. You know? Yeah, and uh, then she goes up in class because she just meets a guy. Like that's the whole like story. Yeah. So it's like you can you can make it to as long as you work really hard, but also marry into royalty. Yeah. Also, gener- yeah. generational wealth is really tight. Yeah. And, oh, and yes. notice it has to be it has to be crazy rich Asians because um, you know showing a story about maybe a middle class or even poor Asian would somehow be like pandering in a way. I, I don't know. Just whatever mindset they came up with. I don't. Isn't it based off a book? Yeah. I feel like it's based off a book. Based off it a series. Is. Yeah. Books. Um, I, I like to see the part where she's like, well, how does your family have their money? And it just cuts to like, 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 like African child laborers, like toiling away in an emerald mine. And it's just like, yeah, have fun, have fun enjoying the fucking riches. They're like, they're like bankers or something. I think in that movie is what's, oh, yeah. and then she like, they're at the very beginning uh, this hotel person's rude to her. It's like minimum wage, like, or this manager of a hotel. So he's not minimum wage or whatever is like rude to her. And she's like, my husband just bought this thing because he's like, he's racist. <laughs> so he's like racist towards her. Right. Cause he's like, yeah. Oh, sorry. You know, he's in London or whatever, but he, so he's like, sorry, we don't serve your, Get your kind. Slant ass out here. Yeah. We don't serve your kind. Like he's a thick Southern accent. And he works <laughs> but he's in, like, he's in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. And so, She's just like, my husband just bought the hotel. And it's like, you sure showed him. <laughs> and then yeah, he, no, I'm almost, sure he loses yeah. his job uh, at some point. Oh, but I was going to say a movie, one of the few movies that actually does tell an Asian story 
very well is the farewell. But what's crazy about oh, yeah. the farewell is they labeled it as a foreign picture in the Oscars. They labeled it as, it's a, an American-made film, but because yeah. they speak um, Chinese, not Manchurian, Mandarin, they speak Mandarin. <laughs> they speak Mandarin. Then it has to be a foreign film because there's English and Mandarin in there. Yeah, it's just just absurd. Like it, it, it goes back. I and Aquafina was like. Damn dog, what the fuck you is though? <laughs> well, she she actually in the was movie. Like, yeah, fam. Well, hey, Matt, did we see the farewell, or was that me and Josh? I saw it on my own. I might have okay. saw, it, I saw it with you. Yeah, we saw it together. Okay. I have, have I have I mentioned this other movie? I feel I feel like I have deja vu that I'm mentioning this, but Dear Sister, it's like yeah. Cambodian. It's um, I was just thinking of like good like movies with good politics, but it's pretty like the plot being, it's just like, it's like uh, this girl lives in like rural Cambodia and she like, you know, her family's poor, but she like, you know, uh, does, I I don't, she like, you know, lives in the countryside. Her cousin is married to this like fucking like American, like uh, blood tycoon or something. Right. Some rich asshole. Right. And she gets stricken with blindness and um, she, you know, wants a helper. And so this girl's like, well, she's my cousin. I'll go and help her out and gets hired on to be her help. And then slowly she like she realizes that her sister is blind and can see ghosts and the ghosts make her like like have premonitions of like lottery numbers. So she starts to win the lottery a bunch to get a bunch of money and she turns from like a nice like um, like she's like in the it shows her like sort of working for this like Buddhist temple giving out soup and charity and all this stuff. She turns from that into like this very materialistic like consumer type deal like all her values get consumed by the money she gets like she's you know and then she ends up like like basically going to like murder her murder this woman over it. Anyway, it's got good politics as far as that goes. I don't know why I just fucking talked about All it. Right, plugging. Uh, it's called dear sister. Yeah. It's like a horror. It's on shutter. If anyone owns nice. that, it's like a horror movie, but it's more about like, yeah, like, um, and there's a bit where like, um, because she like, she comes and she, cause she's family. She gets basically immediately put into like a position above the help. Who's already there. Like the the um like the the maid and the and the guy who like the handyman who lives uh, there they have to sleep outside, uh and she gets to sleep in the house and so she immediately did, is like placed in a did did this place. come to the forefront of your mind because of the whole discourse about Asians uh, Asians treating their slaves differently than oh that shit. Americans I that's a good segue into the, seeing that like that tweet where it's like. Uh, Asians actually treat their maids with uh, respect and white people don't get that. First of all, that account was not like, I'm pretty sure that's just someone pretending to be Asian because like there's literally no other reference to like, they got rid of my man. What's his name? The, the, the account that I said accidentally left. No, fuck that person. No, they got rid of the guy who was pretending to be Chinese. Lynn. Oh, live on, live on. No, they got rid of live on way. The greatest poster of all time. I'm pretty sure they got rid of live on way. Didn't they? Jesus Christ. They're coming for us all, man. First, first live on way. Then me, then Cole. Who's next? 
Yeah, like we're we're being targeted, folks. Like everyone except Matt, strangely. Yeah, yeah. Matt. Okay, on the pod, on record, are you a, a psyop? Yeah. Oh no, definitely not. Okay, yeah, good. That's I part of point, he's part of. I point, just think that. Point, I think that at, a pro too. Yeah. I think the FBI agent who like bans people on Twitter is not. He's not cool with like. He's it's only probably cool. a she. Well, I was going to say, if it's a she, then she just loves ironic misogyny because right. like, all that's women. all my, yeah, that's, that's all my Twitter is. Um, but no, they, I mean, they were coming down hard on people. They, they came, they got rid of pig. They got rid of you guys. So I mean, we're back. It was like I a 12 hour suspension. Of, like I, I just got, I, my thing was just locked when I tried to sign in and then it said, we need to like verify that you exist because of suspicious behavior or something. And okay. Like, yeah. And then Josh's actually was like, actually talking about, yeah. Yeah. Talking about like killing police officers or whatever. So let me give, we can keep delving into the whole Twitter thing, but um, one of the, the reasons, the reason why I posted my rant about why we need to kill all co- police officers, parody, parody um, is I was reading, you know, going scrolling through Twitter or whatever, and I saw a 13-year-old autistic child shot in the back by police officers. Yeah. And this is not the first time this has happened. Isn't it Autistic Awareness Month, too? I think so. I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the yeah, I, it, it is, I think, or at least it, it was recent because all those fucking cops rolling around in like their autism mobiles, like here you go, <laughs> folks, we are aware of autism. We'll be yeah. aware of your autistic child as we shoot him. So this, this story again, it's, it's not the only time this has happened. It's, it's one of thousands that have happened. Well, I mean, but, Texas is known for fucking putting autistic people in a fucking electric chair and killing them. So, I mean, yeah. It's I did it happen time. in Texas? Is that where it happened? No. I'm oh, just you're just saying in general. I'm just saying that like it's not an unnatural yeah. occurrence that the police officers kill autistic people. So in this, my people are being targeted. goddammit. it! <laughs> in in this story, the the 13 year old autistic child, like he's like very lightweight. He's very small. Um, and his mom called 911 for a mental health check because she was afraid that, that her son, her <laughs> son. Well, she okay. So on on her interview, I don't blame she her. Thought, yeah. I don't blame her she for thought because there's some cities that have programs that will send a mental health yeah. expert out, and she thought that's who was going to show up. But a police officer oh, showed yeah. up. Within five minutes, the 13 year old boy ran away from the officer, and the officer sh- told him to freeze, and then shot him in the back. Yeah. And the mother on TV was saying like, "He's a 13 year old child who's just scared. You didn't use rubber bullets." You didn't like tackle him. You didn't use a taser. You immediately went for your gun. And the one of the if that's not bad enough, they didn't tell her after her son got shot that he was still alive. So they she thought he was dead for a couple hours before they actually were like, oh, yeah, yeah my bad. He's actually still alive. You can go see your child now. And um, that just really upset me. And, and I, I've kind of gotten to this point where. We as humans aren't able to process all the fucked up shit that comes across like our news feeds. And I feel like like if we didn't have restraint, all of us would just be going batshit insane because I personally feel like I have to just bottle all of this up. I can't react to it. I can't even 
really process anything that's happening yeah. because it's it's truly is overwhelming. Um, and so yesterday I just kind of like let go and got angry and it felt really good. But it's like it made me think more about, well, what does this anger? Yeah, it's like a first step. But what does this actually translate to? And I was reminded of Tick Wing Duck, the Buddhist priest or Buddhist monk in Vietnam who yes. did one of the most violent self acts of self-harm that you could ever do where he set himself on fire in um, in Saigon. And I rewatched the video because you can just watch it. You can watch the man yeah. get burned alive. Um, and the amazing part is he was probably very, very angry, very, very motivated. But he shows the most restraint, the most self-control. This is not a man who has gone insane and is lashing out oh, yeah. out of emotion. He is purely 100% disciplined. Because he doesn't moan, he doesn't flinch, he doesn't make a peep as his body's being consumed by this fire. It simply slumps over in ashes. And I was just thinking, you know, the difference between like irrational anger, like me punching a wall or me just screaming, and what yeah. Tick Wang Duck did is arguably he did the mo- one of the most influential acts of self harm and self martyrdom in, in recent history. Because he created awareness about the plight of Buddhists in South Vietnam, where me getting angry and posting well, a shitty tweet does he, nothing. He also did it at a time, though, where like that would actually mean something, right? Because, I mean, like we have this – we have like different periods throughout history. Um, you know, you could either like see where people are angry and they're frustrated, so they like will try to attack the system or they're like kill themselves or whatever. So like, you know – like when the Unabomber was operating or whatever, he did it at a time where it was very like, holy shit, this guy is like go, trying to go after the system. Like, yeah. you know, he's doing this, this act, right? Um, when, you know, the monk set himself on fire, he did this thing where it's like, holy shit, he's like making a statement or a stand or whatever. But now we're so, so you're talking about how on the timeline we're so like inundated with like news 24 7 365 that like those acts themselves don't matter anymore right that's why i always say um and i think i'm just like i i feel like the more it happens the more i, I feel that i'm correct in this opinion that like got especially guys guys are really upset and, and just people in general really upset because like we can't even die heroes anymore like we can't die martyrs or heroes like it the act of 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 killing or the act of killing yourself or whatever of making like that that like political statement regardless of like if it's wrong or right or morally like taking morals and ethics out of it right the the act itself is no longer a act that brings with it any weight right because it's so we're so desensitized to it so like you know, if we're if we're listen, if we're watching, if we're if we're like watching a, a, a the news feed and they're talk about like soldiers or civilians dying and like war or whatever, we're so, we're de- we're desensitized to it, right? Whereas like in in the past, at least from what I've like read and seen, is like if you make an if you make a statement, 
in such a way that you die a martyr or a hero or even a villain. We can't even be villains anymore. Like, right. Like you, you, you just, you're just a sycophant that happens to do something. And then you're just written off when the next horrible thing happens because there's so much shit thrown at us. So, you know, typically like, I mean, and and I think that's why when you see guys uh, kill themselves, um, because like the, it's disproportionately like middle-aged guys who and younger guys too who kill themselves. So I'm just going to use that as an example. Or, you know, kill others and then kill themselves. Right, right. Um, so I'm just going to use that as an example. So I, I'll say something like David Foster Wallace, right? Like David Foster Wallace like killed himself. And he was writing, right? And he, Author of How to Kill Yourself in 90 Days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, he wrote about the condition, like, and he was an upper middle class, like an American guy. And he wrote about the conditions of uh, ma- like being male in America, essentially. Right. Like this feeling, this empty feeling, this depression. And he struggled with depression all of his life and he ended up killing himself. And I think it's because like I, th- I saw this tweet and it was like by that girl, Noam Chomsky or whatever, that, that Chinese yes. girl on, on Twitter yeah. or whatever. And she said, guys just want to die with their brothers on like a plateau in a war like in some some ancient Roman war or whatever, and now guys are just like slowly killing themselves, smoking cigarettes and at their computer all day. And I'm like, no, that's true. Like it, it actually like that's it. You're joking, but like that's true. We can't like experience like a, a glorious death or whatever anymore because Valhalla no longer awaits us, right? Because death is just like this fucking this thing that happens all the fucking time now. So, well, I, I would agree that like it there's like like less meaning in it, I guess, but. I mean, I personally don't want to die like on a plateau anywhere. Um, but I get the I, I get what you're saying in that it's something as powerful as what Josh is talking about. This guy setting himself on fire would literally be it'd be like lost. It'd be a story for a day, and then it's on to the next bullshit, you know. So it it really is like like death being a tool, maybe. Um, that you can use to, because like as far as like getting people's attention and getting people aware of something, like yeah, burning yourself to death. I mean, what better way? I mean, to to do that, I guess, um, if you're going to get their attention. But now it's like it's so like like as soon as that if it happened now, as soon as that happened, um, first of all, half the country would think it was fake and that it was like a false flag, like you know, QAnon type shit. And then the rest of everyone would be like, oh, how awful for a day. And then the next day it'd be like, oh, Trump um, accidentally tweeted out like, florf, you know, uh, do you make it, when is, when's this man going to resign? You know, so it's like, yeah, these things are like, we can't even make, even like have the illusion that like death means anything anymore or that it yeah, has meaning yeah. or you know, like, cause like, I would say like, okay, uh, even if you want to die a glorious death, it's like, that is an illusion, right? Like death isn't glorious or, or vain or whatever. Death is just a, a thing that happens. And you can, in that moment, tell yourself as a comfort, oh, well, I'm dying for something. Right. But you can't even do that anymore. You can't even tell well, yourself like our, that's what our drive towards yeah, I agree with that. Like our drive towards death, right? Like if you're depressed or if you're like, you know, just living in, in like a, a modern world, like we do have this like 
And I mean, that's, I mean, we do things that kill us all the time, right? We do stupid things that kill us to like deaden our emotions or to, to like have sex with women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Post not clarity. It, yeah, it just doesn't. It's exist. like, oh god, another year of essence given. See, to this, we could to this we could party. become we could transcend into uh, six dimensional beings by no fap, but unfortunately, like we have to yeah, keep dying. None of us have the dying slow. Yeah, death. petite, uh, <laughs> the little death. Le petite mort. <laughs> yeah, le petite mort. Yeah, the French knew. The French know two things: one, the age of consent shouldn't be fifteen, <laughs> and two. <laughs> <laughs> That every orgasm is another. It's another bit of your essence given to given to this witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I lo- the French are the French are a great great people. Just you love you love to see it, folks. Just them writing off age of consent being fifteen. It is too old. We want to fuck babies. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we had um, we had that. We had like the whole. Get, I guess getting back to the original thing, we had the whole like, uh, like Asians being nicer to their slaves than uh, than than Americans uh, than Americans discourse uh, on Twitter. But also, Josh, you wanted to talk about um, the psyops, right? You wanted to talk about like that that one person being a psyop. Right? Yeah. So we all know we all know that Matt is is a psyop. Now that's been that's been clear. The 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 WikiLeaks have confirmed it that Matt is a psyop. But um, there, I don't know. There's some crazy things that I learned the other day, and I think that I don't know if this is just a Twitter thing or whatever. But the whole idea of art, abstract art, being um, supported by the CIA and pushed as a CIA psyop, um, it's kind of interesting. And I wanted us to like delve into that for just a little bit and. And talk about it. What? Why? Not just why abstract art being a psyop is bad, but what? Um, like, why would art ever be used as a weapon? So there's uh, there's two thing. There's two thought processes on why the abstract art was a psyop, and the first is that like it's this guardian article that I sent to you. Right. Cause I thought you were asking, I thought you were like joking about it being like, Oh, what like art to psyop or whatever. But, uh, so this guardian article explains that the CIA did fund the arts specifically like abstractionism because they wanted to show like a cultural superiority to like the Soviet union. Right. So they wanted to, so they kind of funneled money into the arts as this way of being like, look at what capitalism can produce. Capitalism produces yeah. art that is like way better than the Soviet Union. Um, and I mean, the Soviets did it too, like with a lot of their like dance and like 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 ballerina, like the the ballet troops that the Soviet mm-hmm. Union was known for. They like f- the government, of course, like funded the shit out of that and, and film uh, too. Yeah, so it 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 happens a lot, um, but. One of the things that people talk about when they talk about this whole like uh, CIA funding art is that the art that they funded specifically was abstractionism and abstractionism comes at a time in a cultural moment like during the Cold War where there are like more radical notions and the the USA's like power is like a superpower is like less entrenched. Right. So the CIA funds abstractionism and and 
a lot of people think that uh, on Twitter, and I, I, I think I personally think this as well, that abstractionism itself is a way to, um, to not look at materialism, right? Because when you have this, and I, th- I honestly think like a lot of, and, and um, call me stupid because I'm a, an English major, so a lot of what I do is postmodernist, but I think a lot of postmodernism too, like as an artistic endeavor itself, is very anti-materialist, right? Because you look at when you have this idea that everything and every interpretation is correct, or when you have this art where it's like whatever you feel, which art itself is like kind of weird anyway, but like when you have this art where it's like literally nothing, but like what the, when it's nothing but what the person makes of it, like it is pretty abstract and pretty anti-materialist in that in that regard so what i what i read about was that um the cia was afraid that socialist realism might catch on because it would depict life in soviet countries as normal it would show everyday life as just normal and that's a problem if you're trying to push propaganda because under identifying with the enemy makes them more human and the more human yeah. they are the more you might think about your own conditions if you see the conditions in soviet russia how they actually truly are uh versus what you've been told you might start questioning your own conditions and what you've been told and so to counter socialist realism or just realism in general um, which does not realism does not mean making the most realistic painting. That's that's bullshit. Like people who are like, yeah. oh, Monet isn't a good or Van Gogh. They're not good painters because they didn't make all the lines 100 percent accurate. Like we're not talking about video game graphics here. We're talking about it's like just people who say that. It's just funny because like the movements of like impressionism and other things are like kind of come out of this recognition that like. Well, we have like cameras now. So what would be the point of painting something exactly how it looks? Like we can already do that, you know, like, and so people who are like, yeah, well, I, my, it's like the Reddit mindset of like the only good art is like a realistic photo of like a a woman with boobies. It's like, you know, just, I can't, it's like, yeah, it's like not confusing realism for this need to have like, well, I can't appreciate it if it doesn't like match exactly what I'm looking at because, you know, otherwise I might have to like think about it. Anyway, go ahead. That's yeah. Because again, like exactly. Um, so they, they CIA started funding these, like they're not think tanks quite, but they're like, you know, organizations that push art and they wanted, uh, the biggest art shows in Europe to be only abstract art. They would funnel that and they paid off. It paid off. Uh, abstract art came onto the scene and blew up and became the predominant art form. And every every art yeah. critic and everybody in the in in the industry said, "Okay, this is what's new. This is what's good." And when you look at it, um, look at a Jackson Pollock painting. But even worse, one of the paintings that they put on display in one of those first abstract art was, you know, they they 
again said this is art coming from the U.S. It was all tied back to U.S. nationalism in a way. They said this is the art coming out of the U.S. Look at how avant-garde and progressive this art is because we've moved beyond the need for materialism into the realm of complete abstraction where art can be anything you want it can be. And this is actually a good thing. Um, and it's like a black blob with a smaller black blob underneath. Yeah, and I think – you know. Um, Zizek, I, I want to inject this really quick. Zizek talks about abstract art in a way that he says that, um, so it, it's undialectical, right? Like obviously because it's not, um, it's, so, so dialectics is like going from, you know, and, and you hear all the time, you hear it's thesis, antithesis, synthesis, but like the, like Hegel actually says that, you know, to, to move through like a dialectical. I, I thought it was come jism and semen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Hegel says like to be dialectical and your thinking is to move from being into nothing and then you synthesize it into becoming right so like it's the it's being nothingness and then becoming so uh, ab, like abstractionism itself so like that that one that you were saying it's the black thought and then another black thought it literally it, it doesn't move dialectically because it literally is just nothing it's the negative space what zizek says so like you don't have that returning like as a viewer like as a dialectical viewer you have you know, you're, you're being, and then, then the arts like nothingness and then like you gain something out of it. So you have becoming right. Whereas like, it's not about that. It's about this. It's literally nothing. It's, it's nothing that you kind of like ascribe something to. Yeah. And I, I just want to say really quickly, Cole, my, my last thing, and then I'll let you say your piece, but, um, the, the, it's always sunny episode where, they touch on art and they they critique modern art in a way where it, it it's stupid and as silly as it's always sunny gets they always have some kernel of truth or some some actually like positive message in it and it is that like the idea of art has been so obfuscated by abstractionism that when Frank sees an air conditioner, he can say that's art and the critic will believe everything he says. And he goes around saying derivative because any of those paintings might look somewhat like another painting that's come before it, which we know all art like and and philosophy as well builds on itself. So it's always going to have to be there's always going to be derivatives in it. But uh, I just want to say, yeah, like go watch that episode of It's Always Sunny because it yeah. kind of touches on this. I was literally just going to say, like, bring up my anecdotes of TV shows talking about art. <laughs> so, well, but, that was the time. Uh, just like proceeding in that is like, yeah, the thing, like, when people sort of do like the, which is, it's a very, like, at this point, well trodden thing to just complain about modern art to be like, not anything it's stupid and dumb and it's like well you have the you have our intelligence apparatus to think for that partly like to um and it's like also too is like this is not a conspiracy theory because it's like yeah we have proof that they just gave money out and and emailed each other not emailed but you know <laughs> send messages to each other being like yeah let's get this ball rolling on this you know fucking j edgar hoover you know doesn't want anyone to like like the commies so uh, this guy who like you know makes paintings out of like uh, trash cans and discarded mayonnaise like that's going to be the guy who's leading the curve now. Um, but I was thinking of like first of all, King of the Hill came to mind because there's an episode where like <laughs> I know what you're talking a previous, about. I watched it. Yeah, recently. yeah. Where a previous episode where Hank 
like eats too much meat. Like he's like, you know, like an American. So he eats like 180 grams of protein a day and like no vegetables. And so he is constipated and can't shit. And so uh, then this other episode is so apparently this this artist, right, got a hold of Hank's like x-ray where it shows his distended colon full of meat and put that next to like a picture of a starving child. And it was like, this is my art piece. You know, this is America, right? Uh, and he eventually gets <laughs> – and Hank's solution is to have this guy arrested by a cop. Uh, so that was fun. He uses but, the power uh, of the state to remove art, which is yeah. <laughs> like very fascist. Yeah. But then there's um, the Nathan for you episode, right? Where he um, is like, has this plan to do like a dumb Starbucks. I think that's the episode where he, he basically leases an art gallery and tries to sell himself as a parody artist. Um, and so it's like, Oh my God. Yes. You remember, I, I believe that's the same episode. Um, yeah, and, he has the, he has the gallery and there's like something shooting a kid. What was it? It was, Oh my God. That was the, the best, the best piece he has in there. It's, it's a guy in a Coke can costume <laughs> with a crossbow <laughs> and the child sitting on a chair with an arrow in his chest. Like he just shot this kid. <laughs> like, like Coke killing, like literally killing the child. Um, and there's like a, like a, a Bank of America symbol, like logo, but he's added like a, like a tank it's turret. Tank, to it. tank, tank of America. America. And there's some fucking drooling idiot there going, not, you know, uh, I, like it, it makes sense because like how the, like the, the banks fund the military and stuff. So it's like, yeah, it is a tank. And Nathan's like, well, actually, I thought like a bank's secure and like so is a tank. So it's like tank of America. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, what, what, oh, oh, where the this guy was like, so why do you feel like this piece is worth like five grand? And it's just it's a it's a a, a, a poster for Goodfellas, but it's Woodfellas, and they're all holding axes, like they're all lumberjacks. Um, <laughs> and those those are all very very deep biting critiques of modern art. Uh, I also would say Velvet Buzzsaw, Buzzsaw, Velvet Buzzsaw, that like shitty movie on Netflix, which is like, yeah, modern art, like art, like literally kills you. And it's like, you're, you're like, this is Netflix saying that, like mm -hmm. the, the ultimate and like just pushing out like shit. Well, art, art, yeah. I was going to say art. Uh, Netflix doesn't deal in art. They deal in products. So yeah, typically, I mean, even like their, their movies are, uh, like, like they're because uh, they they, they kind of hype up their their own movies, right? And all their movies are basically just oh, like yeah. products. But was it all their all their movies are like uh, fall into um, oh this is like the kissing booth, oh. right? Or the Christmas Prince, or like all these shit. Like yeah. these very you know uh, it, anyway. The can we talk about like uh, I, I know we're not done with this topic, but I do want to talk yeah, about move on. Can, one one go. final like one topic. Uh, yeah. Adolf Reed uh, canceling Angela Nagel. Did you guys see this? Well, I'm not familiar with Adolf Reed too much, so the clip I did see that, it. But you're referencing the clip we watched earlier, yeah, uh, before the pod. So it looks like on that clip, uh, he 
he wasn't canceling her. He was referencing the canceling of her, mm-hmm. saying that she's oh she's already been canceled, so I don't need to mention it again. Like don't need to retread old ground. That's what I got from it. Yeah, I think canc- he said she already got got right. Yeah, canceling canceling doesn't doesn't really. Um, it's not a really good identity. Like it's not a really good descriptor for what he was saying. Essentially, I just threw that out there. But Adolf Reed Jr. He essentially was like on the Katie Halper show. I don't know who that is, and I don't know what show she does. But okay. But he uh, he he's a um he is a, a a professor, right? He's a he's a writer, um, and he he is a black materialist. So he is one of the people that libs. Uh, and neolibs will typically call um, Uncle Tom or, yes. uh, you know, uh, other very racist names. What um, they do with every progressive like black person basically is accuse them of. Right. I think um, I think uh, Angie from Angie Speaks, the YouTube channel. I think she said that like people called her the C word, C-O-O-N. Yes. Like, yeah. And so they call him that, too. Um, which is so fucking racist. But anyway, he was talking about how he gets an offer to write a book review on American affairs. And he says that he's thinking that this guy who's writing him to write this book review, he's like, gets this offer of $2,000. We want you to write this book review. And he's like, well, let me check this out real quick. And he checks the guy out who emails him. And it turns out that this guy is like an 18 year old, like neo-Nazi or whatever from like Wyoming or the Dakotas or somewhere out West. Yeah. And so he finds this guy and he's like, Oh, it's just fucking like 18 year old kid. Like what the hell? But he's like an, he's like a neo-Nazi. And he says that he, this is all he says. He says, and it's like, they wanted to build a co like they wanted to build a coalition of leftists to write these pieces for American affairs, or I think it's American affairs. So that they have this credibility of like, look, we're with the working class, but yeah. the problem is that it's it's the people that they're that they're getting are people who are like more friendly towards like a right wing message, I guess. It's like his what's his thing that he said, and he's like they got Angela Nagel to write for them for for a, a you know they got Angela Nagel to write a piece for them, and he's like, well, of course, Angela Nagel already got got. Right. That's what he says. And it's yeah. not like a, it's not a bad thing. Right. But what happens is you have these people who are um, they're anti id poll. Right. Like leftists. Yes. And they are losing their collective mind just as bad. It's so funny because they're losing their collective mind just as bad as people who talked about Angela Nagel going on Tucker Carlson lost their collective mind. Like it's like the simple. So Angela Nagel going on Tucker Carlson, like just the simple act of doing that, regardless of what she said, they like lost their fucking mind. We're like, you can never go on Tucker Carlson. You can never go on Fox news. Even though Bernie, you're you're legitimizing him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then these people who see that he says this about Angela Nagel, very, nonchalantly doesn't attack her or anything just says she already got got essentially um lose their collective mind over it defending their their irish queen so i wanted to just talk about it a little bit yeah it's just internet brain is what it is it's like these the same these same folks who will sort of claim to be above like this sort of like like 
like who will claim to be like the real rational actors and we're really the ones interested in building this project and it's like no you're just the same just consumed by like hot goss and drama which is what <laughs> that is it's just they said something mean about like their cheerleader so they lose their shit like that's and that's all that is it's like all these people like um Matt, you were you you sent us a screenshot of that one guy. Remember, um, uh, what's his like? His- Hold on, Cole. You cut out there for a second. Cole, you you muted yourself. You're muted. Yeah, you're muted. How long have I been muted? Fuck. Just you said uh, asked, uh, actually uh, past fifty seven minutes. No, you said uh, that I sent that screenshot about some guy who. Oh yeah, like like the fucking contrarian ass brain guy. Um, I saw him again, like, like, like with like screenshots of, uh, it was like Jenny Nicholson saying something like her friend j- had joked about eating meat, like human meat once. And she was saying, it's funny that like, have like Tumblr people saying she's a cannibal. And then like these two other like people with like neoliberal in their name saying like pedophilia is cool. And he was like, these people are clearly not interested in building a coalition or doing anything with this movement. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? You're, you're doing what, uh, what you, you claim is like not your thing, which is to find screenshots of people post mm-hmm. them and then wax on about how this is like, you know, like wax on more like, you know, just like, it's just, it's all bitching. It's all screaming into the void. The utter, like just, wasteland that is twitter like but they've convinced themselves that what they're doing is actually cool and good and whatever else do, is doing is is bad and lame even though they're it's the exact same thing so it doesn't yeah, surprise that, me when yeah when this guy who's like from what i can tell is a, is is cool just says something nonchalantly like and it's like it can you like try to explain that to him like this well, he, guy probably is on fucking twitter the thing is like if you are okay so if you are like an anti idipole like leftist or whatever, right? Like if you're part of the dirtbag left, anti idipole whatever the fuck you want to call them, Strasserites, Nosbols, whatever, right? If you're part of this and you for one second question the like hegemonic rule of like the the anti idipole gods, yeah, Amy Therese, Michael yeah. Tracy, uh, Amy Therese, Angela Nagel, if you question them, you are automatically canceled. So like. Adolf yeah. Reed, he's like part of like the anti-ID poll, right? Like quote unquote, like like Twitter, but like he doesn't, he's not like they're not a fucking hive mind, right? So these people, I mean, Ted's like exposed them so many times. These people are so, um, they're so dogmatic in their thinking that anything that disrupts what they think is like again, like they're fucking gods or whatever. Like Amy Therese. Matt Chrisman, so this is perfect. Like, OG, dirtbag left, Chapo Trap House, right? Right. He was on Low Society. I was at work listening to the Low Society podcast, which is Angie Speaks, Peter Coffin, uh, Ashley Coffin, um, like those people, right? So, like, the 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 bread tubers that got canceled for being anti-Odipole, right? So, yeah. they... They are talking to Matt Chrisman and they ask, they're like, well, what they, t- they ask him what he thinks of Amy Therese, right? Which is like fantastic. I've never heard like the Chapo guy. I, I, or, me, me either. And which, anyone, which he seems like such a perfect topic, but they won't go anyone, into it. I've never heard them talk about it or anything. Like even on like Twitter, they'd never like talked about it. And he said, mm-hmm. she is the perfect 
she's the perfect example of a person who goes so far in one direction that they're actually just going the same direction or something like he, he I'm paraphrasing. Obviously he doesn't say it yeah. like at all like that. But what he says is that you have these people whose entire entire analysis he says is online, right? He says, so their entire thing is that they're, they're so, like so into like, like ID poll that they can't see anything else. Like they're just heading in one direction, right? Yeah. And he says, what's funny is like you are ID poll yourself if you are anti ID poll because like in, in terms Your of like identity terms, basically becomes this, this same rigid identity of like being anti this thing. Like you, he said you are, if you criticize the culture war and that's all you're doing, you're literally just part of the culture war, Yeah, which is what he says. Like, he's like, if anyone, he says, and I've seen this, he says, like he, he says something similar. Like it's, it's literally like she's so online that, that any pushback towards her is like a neo-lib liberal who is just trying to capitalize on neoliberalism. So, and I've seen this myself, like personally with her, but he talks about garbage ape, that, that, that Twitter beef that her and, and that guy garbage ape yeah, yeah, got right. into. He's like, this guy has like less than 10,000 followers, right? He doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't have a Patreon. He doesn't have an OnlyFans. He's just literally on Twitter, just having fun. Right. I was about to say, but does this man even exist? Yeah. yeah. And so literally he pushes back against her. A little bit. He's like, and, and and Matt's like, what he said is not even that bad. He's just kind of like, you're so like stuck in your own ways or whatever. And she's just like, you're nothing but a neoliberal grifter. And he's like, the, and Matt's like, doesn't doesn't make sense. Matt's like, he, he's not making money. He's not making anything. His like entire thing is that he has a middling Twitter account. Like, how is he grifting? That's and it's so interesting too because. I feel like something like that to me always comes off as projection. Like you're a phony, you're a fake, you're a grifter. You're only in this for the money. It's like protesting a little too much using that language. Like, you know, anyway, go ahead. Well, I, mean, I mean, the funny thing, like I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up to, to or just say this a little bit is the funny thing about her, like, especially like talking about me being a grifter is like the podcast, our podcast has like a Patreon, but we never like plug it. I have like the link to the Patreon in the show notes. I never talk about the Patreon or whatever, right? We just have a Patreon just so that we can have the name on Patreon. Like that's it. Like yeah. just so that no one it's else. It's actually the first I'm hearing it has a Patreon. Yeah, I was about to say, I actually forgot we even had one. Right. Because we don't, we don't make any money off of it. And every single episode is free, right? We don't, we don't plug the Patreon. We don't like, paywall episodes we do have like we do have an only fans that is 12 that's true yeah we do no have face we have no a face guy we have the patreon up um and i do have like the generic like five dollars you get bonus episodes whatever whatever but literally i just have the patreon up there so that no one else on patreon can be leave the left we up. should trick yeah. we should trick people into getting our patreon but still make every episode free so they pay for nothing so we don't have ads whatever so when she comes and says that like I'm a neoliberal grifter or whatever, like when we, when, when I talk to her or like one time, right. And I say, you're a fucking idiot talking about a cop murdering a woman and saying the woman is just doing ID poll or whatever (laughs) stupid shit. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny because like she, like they, like the, the, her podcast, what's left has a Patreon 
and and she plugs the Patreon, right? And she makes money off the Patreon. Um, and the co-host of that that podcast, he used to be a co-host. I don't think he's a co-host anymore. But he had a like change.org petition to try and become a professor somewhere. Yeah. Wait, and I'm like, You're, how does that even work? Yeah. I mean, well, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really like, work. But like, yeah. you are grifting. You're literally grifting at that point. I'm going to make a, uh, a petition for Cole to get that $500 to Del Taco. Please. Change.org. Uh, it's productive. almost like yeah. we're going to do borderline make a wish foundation. So we're going to have to come up with something. Uh, maybe I'll just label you as like ne- neurodivergent and you need mm. like your med- <laughs> your medicine, which is Del Taco. Yeah. I like to me, it comes down to um, I get this some way with like even people who I agree with most of the time who will, who will post stuff. And I'm just like, this this platform just have fun on the computer yeah just literally have fun on the computer like i don't know why just people slip into like and i i mean i slip into it too i understand it's just i try really hard not to um slip well, into just because thing I, I mean of, like yeah just because you're like critiquing like just because we're critiquing it doesn't mean we don't slip into it yeah you're right i mean yeah. because i mean we do we all have emotions right we all have feelings we're all people so we're gonna like slip in and out of like caring not caring about certain things um i think there's a difference though between um having fun on the computer and caring every once in a while about something or ca- literally that's all you do is care about like everything care too much yeah 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 I think what? I think yeah. the best example of how Twitter was meant and should always be used is just the posting menace. Because or drill, I think drill's a good example too. Because actually, I'm not aware of that account. You don't know drill? Drills, maybe. It's the guy. He, it's the he's got Jack Nicholson in sunglasses. Yes, his, I've seen some of his tweets. That's he's drill. The, yeah. Okay. He's the like, his whole account philosopher is, of our time. Yeah, his whole account is having fun on the computer. Like he posts like really I mean, honestly, if you're talking about a way to use Twitter well, like he like with with the I um like, I unironically agree. There was someone one time that was like talking about uh Rupi Carr, right? Because Rupi Carr won like poet of writer of the decade or whatever the fuck. Remember when we right, talked about that? Yeah, we talked about that. that, that was so Go ago. back and try to find it because we're not gonna tell you which episode it's on because we don't oh, know. But I think uh someone ironically said that um drill uh should have been the writer of the decade and i like unironically agree with that i mean this is like the best getting brain damage from, piss- from pissing myself off. off yes yeah. i have to read it you have to read it in a poet's voice yeah, yeah getting with brain damage from pissing myself off yeah i mean that's just one of the that's greatest actually uh almost a haiku one of the greatest tweets of all time so yeah more of the yeah. story guys have fun uh, have fun on Twitter. It's not oh, serious. Doesn't matter. Can I? I was gonna say l- closing thing, right? So I'll have an example of of me not having fun on the computer, right? From today, it's I don't know if y'all saw it, but it's that guy. You read my tweet about GameStop, and you were just like, "What the fuck, Matt? God damn it!" Yeah. Uh, it was that guy who way back. I don't know if y'all remember this. This is a, a, a an old an old taker. In February, this guy had posted how. Oh, I went to a black barber shop and they were all talking about Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah, the fake like, Warren barbershops. Yeah. Yes. And and you see the pictures and it's like like obviously like just 
like this very if if not outright fake just heavily constructed thing that never fucking happened right um so like like what is like two days ago he posts like oh i went to this airbnb and it's full of satanic satanic imagery right it's i think rituals are done here right like just basically just using QAnon language but like woke right like doing i'll do satanic panic this time but i'll do it in like a cool woke way um and he's just showing like what the apartment looks like and it's like there's like a like a little mini statue of like a dog fucking a woman or something i don't know like okay he's got his kid with them probably not appropriate for the kid to see all this there's like a poster bath of it and yeah, but that's that's one thing. It's another thing to literally accuse it, like which is what he's doing. If you see that tweet and like the thread after that, is he's literally just saying, "Yeah, he, he rituals are done here. This is satanic. This is you know all this. Not it's inappropriate for my kid, and I probably shouldn't stay here. It's this is like you know." And the kerfuffle with that has been like this woman from Vice like tried to be like, "Hey, I want to can I get a quote from you about this thing?" He didn't talk to her. And so she talked to the guy who owns the Airbnb, you know, um, who I assume is probably, you know, uh, like that's his space that he lives in and he just rents it out from time to time. Or he could just be a fucking landlord who owns a bunch of them. I don't know. But and the guy's like, well, yeah, no, I don't have I'm not satanic. Like the guy said that I had carvings on my floor and the floor is made of concrete. Like that doesn't even make sense. And then Guy comes in to be like, wow, you really talked to the white man over me and believed him over me. And I was just like, you fucking, you, like, the, like the most cynical shit I've ever seen. And then I stopped myself. And I said, Cole, instead of getting mad, you ought to just have fun on the computer. So I was like, I, I'm going to take this guy's original tweet, right, which is like, I, I show up at this Airbnb, it's full of satanic shit, I'll just... I'll just put instead of pictures of the place, I'll put pictures of like, you know, the Brotherhood of Darkness lair <laughs> from Oblivion or something. That's you know, amazing. something fun. I'll have yeah. fun on the computer instead yeah. of getting myself riled up. Because <laughs> because uh, because not having fun on the computer gets you suspended for twelve hours and then leads to your friends getting suspicious, exactly. uh, yeah. locked for suspicious activity, and we none of us really want that. Cool. No. Final thing what? on the record, did. When you can you show us like the the screenshot or whatever when they said you have suspicious activity like what the fuck did they say I'm so confused it, it wasn't anything specific it, just, it was just suspicious behavior um, and it said I should have taken a screenshot that would have been smart but it just said like we need to like verify I had to like have a code sent to me and then entered before they would let me into my account they probably thought you were a bot that doesn't make any sense though they thought you I, were a troll or a bot that's my but theory. I like I. I do have my own tweets occasionally, and I retweet stuff. Cole, like, hold on. I'm let me stop you there. You're stuff. so derivative in your tweets that they thought you're an algorithm, and they're like, we have to <laughs> check no if way. this person's real. Look, is a bot going to quote tweet Neil deGrasse Tyson and say, personally, I would have sex with the aliens first? No. Yes. That's fully organic from my mind. See, it's so funny. Again, like I was saying, it's so funny that you guys got like so you had you had suspicious activity or whatever. Josh got like a little little tiny slap on the wrist. Hey, don't don't say I kill. had a oopsie poopsie. <laughs> yeah, don't say yeah. kill cops or whatever. And I've said shit like after that, I I tweeted out that I was gonna kick flip into a GameStop and hand the GameStop cashier a note that said I have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I mean, I I had a tweet that the most recent tweet that blew up of mine was a response to the little fascist BBA, and I said, "Kill all people, kill all tech workers." Yeah. And I haven't had any type of like, and that was like a highly like that was the most engagement I've ever gotten off of Twitter. Was like it was like two hundred or something likes and like fucking nice. seventeen retweets. I or just some imagine shit. that like. Robocop Twitter guy, whoever is doing these, like scanning the tweets, was just like threat level assessed, not a threat. And then he sees Cole's tweet about the Bef- Bama Fed or whatever, and be like, this guy's a fucking troll. Like, mm-hmm. this guy, this guy is up to no good. He's a, he's a, I don't know. I'm trying to think. There used to be a word for it, like delinquency. He's a delinquent or something. I don't degenerate, know. Degenerate. Yeah. Degenerate. Yeah. He's a degenerate. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I think. I All think right, that's yeah. the pod. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. All right. See ya.